Welcome everybody to another great installment of Calvary Christian Center. We pray that today's message encourages you and inspires you like never before. So sit back, grab your notes, your notepad, and enjoy this message live from Calvary Christian Center. We're coming into your homes today to tell you this undeniable reality. It is all about Jesus on this Resurrection Sunday. I'm glad to stand before you today and announce that in the midst of pandemics and in the midst of quarantine and isolation and economic challenges and worldwide upheavals, there is something that is as powerful today as it has ever been. And that is this reality. Jesus is alive. We're coming into your homes today to lift him up. We're coming into your homes today to let it just be known afresh and anew that we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, in all of my 56 years of living, I don't think there's ever been a Sunday that I haven't gathered in a congregational setting, in a building with believers on Sunday morning. But I want you to understand something, and I want you to make no mistake about it. Maybe we're not in the building in our traditional ways, but we are still in church we are still in the presence of the Lord because the church is you and the church is me and right now today this is a home invasion I was thinking about that weeks ago when this thing first started out and I was so concerned and the Lord spoke to me and he said I want you to understand this son he said what I'm doing in this season is a home invasion so right now the spirit and power and presence of God is invading your home I'm excited to talk to you today about the absolute crown jewel of our faith and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ I'd look for you to look with me to John chapter 19, verse 28. It said, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on hyssop, and put it in his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, listen now, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Now Matthew 28 says this, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. The guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. Watch this now. He is not here, for he is risen, just like he said. Come see the place where he was, was laying. And then finally, Colossians 2, 14. Jesus, 
by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, watch this now, nailing it to the cross. I want to preach on this resurrection for just a few minutes along these lines. He nailed it. As we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I want you to know that everything you've ever done was taken to the cross. And according to the book of Colossians, nailed to the cross and Jesus nailed it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to spend time with your people and celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Release your anointing in your spirit here in this house and to every house that's watching in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, on this unusual resurrection Sunday, I want you to understand that when Jesus died on the cross, he nailed it. Our debt of sin, every infraction that we have ever committed was taken to Calvary. And I want you to listen to this now. He nailed it because Jesus said three powerful words before he gave up the ghost and breathed his final breath. He declared three words and they are this. It is finished. There's so many people that think when Jesus said it is finished that the devil had won. But I want you to understand something. The devil never made Jesus cry uncle. I want you to get this in your spirit. Jesus didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. Because what Jesus did on that cross was a conquering thing. The devil thought for sure that Jesus was finished. Herod thought Jesus was finished. Caiaphas, the high priest, was convinced that Jesus was finished. Even his own disciples thought that he was finished. But understand me, precious, he wasn't finished. Jesus was only just beginning because of what Jesus did on Calvary. On that day 2,000 years ago, you and I have been offered the opportunity for victory, for forgiveness, for every debt of sin to be put underneath the blood and for us to be restored back to God. So what I want to tell you this morning, what I want to tell you tonight, what I want to tell you is this simple reality. When it comes to our victory, sin, death, and the grave, he nailed it. He nailed it at Calvary and he sealed it at the empty tomb. I want you to know today that Jesus is alive and there's not one sin that has power over you. There's nothing in your past that has power over you because Jesus nailed it. He nailed it on Calvary and he sealed it when he rose again on the third day. Jesus is alive. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 that if Christ is not risen, we are still in our sins and our preaching is in vain. These Corinthian believers were struggling with the resurrection, but Paul wanted them to know if there's not a resurrection, we're still in our sin. But I've come to let every devil know and every doubter know that Jesus' tomb is empty. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. Listen, the only time you borrow something is when you're not going to need it for very long. I'm sure that there were those who asked Joseph of Arimathea, man, what have you done? You've given your tomb away. And Joseph said, ain't no big deal. Just 
kind of a weekend thing <laughs> because on the third day Jesus rose again and he kicked the end of it out of that tomb and he's alive right now I want to tell you today this moment without a doubt our past is covered our hope is secured because he nailed it at Calvary and he sealed it at the empty tomb in sports when someone nails it that means they got it right that means it was perfect in gymnastics when they nail their landings that means they got it just right in golf they nail a shot in basketball you can nail a shot then 2,000 years ago hear me Jesus nailed it he got it right he was the perfect sacrifice he was the substitution for your sin and mine and in John 19 30 Jesus is nailed to the cross and in his final gasp of breath and his final moments of life he said three words he said it is finished it is finished is a very powerful Greek phrase that is rich and beautiful in its meaning it is actually the Greek word tetaleste and tetaleste means it is finished or paid in full and I want you to know that Jesus did that there are several applications that the Greeks would use when they were applying this ancient Greek term it was a term that an artist would use an artist would use the term tetaleste when he would finish his final stroke the final stroke of his brush on the canvas he would look at that canvas and say te teleste it is finished when the artist would would chisel out that last piece of marble for the statue when he would finish it he would say te teleste he would say it is finished it's beautiful it's wonderful it is finished the artist would back up and look at what he had done and what he had painted or what he had sculpted and he would say te teleste it is finished he's saying there i nailed it this is a masterpiece now now the Bible says something very powerful about you and I in the book of Ephesians Ephesians 3:10 it says that we are his workmanship we are his workmanship the word workmanship here in the Greek is poema it's where we get our English word poem it is an artistic word and I believe what Jesus is saying here in this text what the Lord is saying to us he is saying we are his masterpiece we are his workmanship that's why you can't walk around feeling like you are less than that's why you can't walk around daughters and and act like you're not pretty enough are attractive enough that's why daughters you don't need to allow the devil or anybody else to make you feel like you are less than you see you are God's masterpiece when he created you teenager he said Teleste. when he created you he said this is a masterpiece I want you to know you need to not allow the world to make you feel like you're not beautiful you need to not allow the world to make you feel like you are less than I've come to tell you today sisters you are God's masterpiece brothers you are God's masterpiece you don't have to become good enough or pretty enough or anything else when the Lord made you he said Tetaleste you are a masterpiece when when people try to look at you and make you 
feel like you're not pretty enough or you're not, a, or, or you're not attractive enough. You need to realize on this Resurrection Sunday that you are a masterpiece made by God himself. And when you need to understand that when he made you, he nailed it. When he made you, he made you beautiful. When he made you, he made you a masterpiece. One side note, let me tell you this. Stop comparing your real life to somebody else's fake Instagram life. Stop trying to compare your reality to someone else's fake life. Let me tell you, you are beautiful. You are a masterpiece. Daughter, you are, you are something precious that the Lord has made. So Tetaleste was an artist's term. But Tetaleste in ancient times was also so a warrior's term. Whenever there was a great battle, whenever there was great warfare, when the warfare was finally over, when the battle was finally won, when the victory was finally secure, the highest ranking generals would be told from one of their soldiers on the front lines who would come in to where they were and that soldier would look at that general and say, and what he was saying there, he was saying, it is finished. The battle is over. The victory is ours. Te Teleste. Let me tell you something. I know there's a lot of warfare in America today. I know there's a lot of warfare around the world in this season. I fully comprehend and I fully understand everything and all that's going on, precious. I'm not oblivious to the fact that we are in a season of warfare, but we have a king. We have a savior. We have a Jesus who said, Te Teleste on that cross. And I want you to know you will not be overcome. You will not be defeated. Coronavirus does not have the last word. The devil does not have the last word. This is a season. This is not a sentence. Hallelujah. We will get through this. All of hell wants to convince you and I that darkness is winning because we've been in this time all of hell wants you and I to think that darkness is winning but the devil is a liar here's what you got to know Jesus ain't winning Jesus is not winning are you ready for this he's already won uh, hallelujah he's already won and his victory is my victory but here's what you've got to comprehend precious the Bible said in Philippians 1 6 being confident of this very thing, that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, this is not going to last forever. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make you understand today by understanding the resurrection of Jesus Christ that sometimes you go through things you don't want to go through but I want you to comprehend today that this coronavirus this season will not last forever. We will come through this with victory. We are children of the King. God ain't brought you this far to leave you. God hasn't brought us this far to abandon us now on the other side of COVID-19 on the other side of, of pandemics, on the other side of quarantine, on the other side of financial crisis, on the other side of demonic attacks, on the other side of anything else that the enemy wants to bring against you. I want to let you know that at the end of your story, there will be a day to It is finished. 
God will give you the victory. Hallelujah. You know why? Because he who began a good work in your life will be faithful to complete it. We'll get through this season, precious. Listen to me. I'm talking to you, sir. I know you've been under pressure. I'm talking to you, mama. I know it's been intense, but you're going to get through this. You're going to make it. We're going we're gonna to get through this, this season with victory. God is on our side. Let me tell you, when we do get through this, when we get through COVID-19, we will raise a hallelujah and we will shout te teleste. I look for the day when we come back in this church together and we raise a hallelujah and we say te teleste. And everything that the devil meant for evil, God is going to turn it around for good because I'm declaring that we're going go, to go from outbreak to, to, to an outpouring. Hallelujah. From an outbreak to an outpouring. God is on our side. Victory belongs to the children of God. Let me tell you, 2,000 years ago, Jesus won the victory. He didn't say he was finished, and he didn't say you are finished, because you are not finished. Jesus said, it is finished. You may not even realize it, but God is using this season of emotional and spiritual and even physical warfare to bring us all to victory, to turn the church towards him in a hungry way. You're going to come through this. We're going to come through this with victory. And I want you to understand that when it comes to your victory, he nailed it. Hallelujah. When it comes to your overcoming power, he nailed it on the cross and he said, it is finished. In fact, the word tetaleste was not only a warrior's term, it was not only an artist's term, it was also a legal term. Whenever someone was placed in prison, after their time in prison was finally up, after they had served their sentence, when they were finally released, stamped across their release papers in big bold letters, was the words te teleste whoever had been in bondage could walk out and there was no way that they could be placed back in prison for that infraction because te teleste not only means it is finished it means paid in full and what that said to everyone who would try to remind them of their past and put them back into the bondage of their past, it would remind them, hey, I've got a document that says it is finished. I'm going to tell you something today that the devil wishes I would keep quiet about. You don't have to spend not one more year, not one more month, not one more week, not one more day, not one more hour, not even one more a minute not even one more second dwelling in the bondage over anything that you've done listen he says about you as it relates to your past he nailed it hallelujah Te you listen paid in full it is finished sad truth is folks won't let you get over your past people will remind you and try to keep you in the prison of your past 
They'll call you what you were instead of what you are. Your friends will remind you and try to keep you in bondage. Even your own family sometimes won't let you walk in freedom. And don't let me start with religious folk. Religious folk will remind you of everything that you've ever done wrong, but not Jesus. Not Jesus. Jesus looks at you today. He looks at you and every sin that you've ever committed is underneath the blood. And he says, Teleste, it is finished. He set you free. You have a document that says so. You say, well, pastor, where is my document? You need to get that document out. That document is the word of God. It declares that you have been set free. You're not in the bondage of your past anymore. You're not in the bondage of your sin anymore. You're not in the bondage of your failure anymore. He set you free. Listen, the Bible says in 1 Peter 18 that you have been set free not by corruption things such as silver or gold but you have been set free by the precious blood of Jesus Christ get out your document when the devil tries to remind you of your past get out your document get out your legal papers get out the word of the Lord and say devil you are a liar Jesus said in John 8 36 if the son shall make you free you shall be free indeed oh I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost in here we don't have anybody in the building that's just a couple people but I feel like there ought to be a shout that gets in your house right now because he nailed it he nailed your past to the cross he nailed your sin to the cross he nailed every infraction that you would ever have Jesus nailed it 2,000 years ago you are free it is finished and if the son hallelujah makes you free you shall be free indeed so take to last day remember now it's a greek phrase broad meeting it means it means a masterpiece it means it is finished it means paid in full it's an artist term it's a warrior's term it's a legal term but don't miss this Tetaleste is also a merchant's term. I want you to understand what I'm saying when I say it's a merchant's term. See, this is powerful to me because there is a little known ancient custom among Middle Eastern people, in particular Jewish people, that they used to practice historically in ancient times. When someone found themselves in serious arrears and in serious debt, whoever they owed the debt to would write down everything that they owed. They would write down every infraction. They would write down everything that the person owed. And then they would come and they would nail that document to the person's door. Can you imagine how humiliating it must have been can you imagine how embarrassing it must have been? Not only did they have to deal with the reality that they were in this kind of debt, they also had to wrestle with the fact that they could certainly wind up in prison and they could absolutely be found, find themselves in servitude, in bondage, enslaved because of their debt. So when this was placed on their door, 
it was a terrible time. And then everybody that knew them would come and see everything that they owed. They would see everything, every problem that they had. It was absolutely placed before the community. It was broadcast. And see, that's just how the devil does you. That's just how the enemy does you. He comes and he puts on display. He'll nail it to your door. He'll remind you of your debt of sin. He'll remind you of that addiction, that abortion, that sexual sin, that unforgiveness, that lust, that greed. He'll remind you of how badly in debt you are to God because of your sin, your envy, your racism. He'll remind you of your pride, your past. He'll remind you of sin, of even your unknown sins. He will torment you and torture you and say you've done stuff that you can't even remember. And he will constantly bring that before you. There are people watching right now and the enemy has so, so come against you. He has so tried to remind you and keep you in bondage and you have it over your heart's door right now. You are wrestling with addiction. You are, you are feeling guilty because of abortion. You've been bound by sexual sin. You've been wrestling and, and contending with unforgiveness. You're wrestling today with lust or greed or envy. Some of you right now have been dealing with racism and pride and you can't get over your past and it's on your door and you, you can't seem to get free. The only hope that, it, that someone would have in those days in Middle Eastern cultures, Jewish cultures in particular, was that there would be someone who would come and pay their debt. Uh, they were hoping that someone would come and rescue them because they knew that they were bound for bondage. They knew that their destiny was absolutely going to be horrific. They knew that prison and heartache was before them. The only problem was that most people in those cultures, there was nobody who could redeem them. There was nobody who could settle the score. There was nobody who could make it right. There was nobody who could change the situation. But then, if one such person arose, it was almost never done. It was virtually an impossibility because very often people flowed within their own cultures and their own systems and their own levels of friends. And most people that would find themselves in situations like this weren't connected to anybody that would have what it took to deal with all of their debt and all of their issues. They were humiliated. <laughs> That's what sin does. They were afraid, that's what sin does. They were facing bondage, that's what sin does. Hoping for somebody to come and redeem them. That's when there was something that would happen among Jewish people. They called it the double fold. In fact, they would call it the double good, 
those terms were interchangeable. It could be called the double good or the double fold. And it's actually recorded in Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Verse 2 said, speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed. That her sin has been paid for. That she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Now we read that in layman's terms and we think double for all her sins would mean that God punished her, Israel, twice as much as they deserved for their sins. But no, what Jesus, what, what God is showing us here was that he instituted the double fold. Every Hebrew knew what God was talking about because he instituted the double fold that released the double good. Because right then and there, that, 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 that Jewish person understood that in the double fold, that they would come to the door and they would fold that document twice. And when they folded that document twice, they would re-nail that document to the door. But here's what you've got to understand. The document as it is right now says addiction, abortion, sexual sin. That document would remind that Jewish person of everything that they had done. But the Lord said, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do the double fold. I'm going to repay you double for your sin. And what they would do, they would fold that document twice. And the first time that it was folded, all that was wrong started being hidden. All that was wrong started being covered. I'm so glad that 2,000 years ago, I had a king named Jesus who absolutely came to cover my sin, to cover my past, to cover my problems, to cover my infractions. He gave me the double fold. He gave me double good. The double fold was so powerful, precious, because not only did they fold that once to cover every infraction, to cover the embarrassment, to cover the debt, but then, watch this, he didn't just fold it once, there was a double fold, because when he double-folded that document, it covered everything. Camilla Don, when he double-folded that document, it was powerful. Hold this, son. Because then, the one who paid the debt and made the way would take a nail
And he would nail it to that door. But on that document was written something very powerful. On the back of that document, after it was double folded and every infraction was covered, you read the words, te teleste, paid in full. It was the double fold. And I want you to understand that today, today Jesus will come right into your life right into your situation right into your circumstances and he will provide the double fold in your life he will provide in your life the double fold and he will cover your past he will pay the debt for your sin and he will nail it he will nail it he will nail it and say it is finished he will nail it and say it is finished he will nail it and say paid in full let me tell you you've been trying to carry your past you've been trying to carry your problems you've been trying to carry your issues but I want you to understand that today that right now Jesus comes to you and he wants to give you the double fold he nailed it don't let the enemy beat you up over your past he nailed it listen if you're a child of God don't let the enemy remind you of your sin Jesus nailed it don't let the enemy remind you of what you did he nailed it your past he nailed it your sin he nailed it your unforgiveness he nailed it the wrong that you did he nailed it that lust he nailed it that envy he nailed it that pride he nailed it that guilt he nailed it day to last day Jesus nailed it to the cross and when he nailed it to the cross he finished it and then when he rose from the dead he sealed it. Today, Jesus is alive. I want you to understand that he is alive and he has power. He nailed your sin. He rose from the grave and he sealed everything that he did. And Jesus is alive right now, never to die again. And when it comes to defeating death and conquering sin, defying the devil and rising again, Never forget on this unusual, uncommon Resurrection Sunday that he nailed it. In Bible days, at Passover time, the priest would go through the process and he would examine the lamb because the lamb that was used for Passover had to be a perfect lamb. It had to be a spotless lamb. So that priest would take that lamb. He would check the lamb's mouth. He would look at his mouth. He would look at his eyes. He would look at his ears. He would check his hooves. He would so meticulously go over this lamb because the lamb had to be perfect and the lamb had to be spotless. He would even run his hands through that lamb's wool, brushing that wool. There could not even be one dark hair that was allowed. The lamb had to be pristine and it had to be white. 
And when that lamb was identified as pure, the priest would hold that lamb up and say, Te Teleste. He would say, accepted. He would say, it is finished. Let me tell you, 2,000 years ago, when Jesus died on that cross, his last words were, Te Teleste. It is finished. You know what he was saying? He was saying perfect sacrifice. He was saying I'm absolutely the perfect sacrifice. I'm the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the whole earth. You can look at my mouth. You can look at my eyes. You can look at my ears. You can look at where I've walked. You can look at what I've said. You can look at what I've watched. You can look at what I've heard. And I am the perfect Lamb of God. He said, Tetraleste, accepted. It is finished. Perfect sacrifice. Teleste actually comes from the Greek word teleo, which means to bring to an end, to complete, or to accomplish. It's a crucial word that means to bring about success. And on that cross, when Jesus said, Tantaleste, you know what he was saying? He said, he was saying, it is finished. He was saying, I'm done. And it is done. I did exactly what I set out to do. He said, I nailed it. Humanity needed to be restored and I nailed it. Man needed to come back to the Father and I nailed it. Sin needed to be forgiven and I nailed it. Man needed to be redeemed and I nailed it. Let me tell you, there's not one thing that you've ever done that the cross of Jesus Christ does not take care of. And when it comes to your sin or your past or your struggle, I'm in your home to tell you today, he nailed it. He nailed it. Jesus said, I did precisely and exactly what I set out to do. Teleste is translated, watch this now, te teleste. It's translated not in its past tense. Hang with me now. Not in its past tense. Not it was finished and that's it. Not in its present tense, meaning not it is finished and that's it. Not even in its future tense, or it will be finished, and that's it. No, te teleste in the Greek is translated in its perfect sense. What does that mean? That means this it was finished, it is finished, and it will always be finished because he nailed it. And I've come to let you know today. Concerning your sin and the power of the devil, it was finished. It is finished. And it will always be finished. When you awaken tomorrow, there's not one sin in your past that the devil can reach back and bring into your future because it was finished, it is finished, and it will always be finished. Tay Teleste, he nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed it on the cross. And then he sealed it at the resurrection. I want you to put your hand on your heart right now and just say he nailed it. 
Hell yeah, you don't have to live in your past. Paid to last day. Paid in full. It is finished. Maybe, maybe you've been struggling. Maybe every infraction imaginable is hanging over your heart's door. Maybe your past, your addiction, your regret, the things that you've done, it's hanging on your door. And the devil says you can't be free. But Jesus, he'll come to your door and knock. And he's there to do the double fold. Wherever you are, he's in your home right now to do the double good. And I don't care what you've done. I don't care how far you've fallen. He will do the double fold and release the double good and pronounce day to less day over your life paid in full. Some of you are watching right now and you've been living in a river of regret. You don't have to, not one more day. Some of you are watching right now and you've been trying your way and your way hasn't been working. You say, Pastor Jim Rayleigh, I don't even know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. You give it to Jesus. Pastor, you don't know. I've got too many issues in my past. What do you have to say? He nailed it. I've got too many failures. What do you have to say? He nailed it. I've got too many sins. I've got too much. What do you have to say, Jim Rayleigh? He nailed it. And right now, he will come into your home. He will invade your house. And he will double fold. And he will do you the double good. And all your sin can be placed underneath the blood. Jesus is alive today. He's not only alive in this building, he's alive where you live. Maybe you've been struggling. Maybe you've gotten away from God. Maybe there's things in your life that keep you from him. Maybe you're not where you need to be with the Lord. If that's you, no fanfare. No, no, no music. No sound systems, no buildings, just you and the one who nailed it. Just you and Jesus. He'll forgive you right now. He'll give you the double fold. Take your hand and place it over your heart. Pray this prayer after me. Pray it loud and strong. Pray, Heavenly Father. Everyone, let's pray together. The Bible says, do your first works again on this Resurrection Sunday. Let's join with thousands of people and let's pray this together. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart. Wash it clean in your precious blood. Lord, I want to know that everything is right between you and I. I give myself to you. On this Resurrection Sunday, 
I declare, you nailed it. You nailed it, Lord. When they nailed you to the tree, when you said it is finished, when you said tetaleste, you finished it for me. And now you're alive. And I receive you as Lord and Savior. Now, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I want you to know that your life has been changed. Even though we're not together in our traditional ways, you can go to calvaryfl.com right now. And we have something there for you to fill out. And we'll get in touch with you. We'll email you. We'll reach out to you. We'll send you things that will help you in your journey of faith. Calvaryfl.com backslash connect. Calvaryfl.com backslash connect. We, 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 want, we want you to know that your journey of faith begins today. If you're new to our church, go to that same place. If you'd like to know more about Calvary, go right there. And we want to connect with you. If you don't want to go online, you can actually text the word salvation, salvation, the 386-866-3060. I want you to know, precious, that you don't need to carry one more day of regret. Don't let the enemy bring condemnation into your life. Because when it comes to your past and any sin that you've ever committed, he nailed it on that cross and he sealed it at the resurrection i want to say in closing calvary and those that are connected to us your generosity absolutely amazes me we haven't been together in our traditional ways now for five sundays but yet you continue to sow and you continue to give your faithfulness thrills my heart because we've been able to do so much we've been able to continue to reach out and today on this resurrection sunday i would challenge you you can give on the calvary app right now on your phone just click on give on that icon and you can give right then and right there maybe you'd like to text to give calvary orman you can text 386-866-3060. You can text tithe and the amount or outreach and the amount or missions and the amount. Calvary Orman, you're amazing me with your faithfulness. Thank you for helping us continue to touch our communities. Calvary Palm Coast, I love you so much. You're so precious and you're so generous. Thank you for giving. 386, if you want to text to give, 255-35. That's 386-255-35. And then finally, Calvary NSB. We love you so much, Calvary NSB. Our hearts are big for you. We've been, just this week, doing a food drop there that has been so powerful, and we've got more outreach and more love for our community there on the horizon. You can text to give at 386-200-6522. I would ask some of you in this season to consider making your tithe like Pastor Doran and I have. Make it reoccurring. We love you more than words can say. 
You are precious to us beyond anything we can articulate. Right after this service is over, Pastor Jennifer is going to come with Calvary Kids. Gather all your kids around. But before I release you, let me pronounce the blessing of the Lord over your life. In Jesus' mighty name, I decree that the power of the risen Savior is present in your home. I bind and rebuke and take authority over every attack of the enemy. I take authority over sickness, disease, poverty, problem, peril, depression, and confusion, and anxiety. And I release in this season peace and rest. I tell you today that you walk in the victory of the cross. It is finished. He nailed it. And now he ever lives to make intercession for you. I declare you are blessed and you are favored. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Can't wait to see you next time. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it inspired you in every single way. For more information about Calvary Christian Center or to give, you can go to calvaryfl.com and be sure to subscribe and like this podcast. And we will see you next week here on the Calvary FL Podcast.